0: want to read with me the scripture now? We're making some announcements here at the end of the message about uh, different things that are going to be going on. This is our scripture we've been using now for a couple of months. And uh, the Apostle Paul felt the need to keep things simple in presenting the gospel. And at times we're overtaught. I mean, you can't have too much of the word but we need to keep things on us on simple terms not because we're simple people some of us are but the power of the gospel is in the simple telling of jesus christ and what he came to do and paul after all his debating and everything else that could go on he said this for i determined not to know anything among save jesus christ, christ and, him and him crucified, crucified. Amen? amen that's i like the word determined there because there's a lot that can get us sidetracked as you know as christians we can get sidetracked a lot of times and we get our eyes off of what really is important and paul said this i can get sidetracked he said i can do this i can do that but the power of the gospel is in the simplicity of the gospel well, Thank you, Lord. amen amen okay and he said, I'm determined, I'm determined. Even though he could say anything, preach anything, debate anything, he said, I'm determined that after all said and done, this is what I need to do. Preach Christ and Him crucified. Now go to John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Well, let's read verse 14 too, Olivia, thank you. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Hallelujah. So we lift up the name of Jesus in here. That's what praise and worship's all about, is lifting up the name because the Bible says he inhabits our praise. He inhabits our praise. He inhabits our praise. God's not looking for a certain emotion or motion from you but he knows when you praise him with all your heart that that's when you move into worship and worship is where great things take place because it turns from us to him lord we worship you today we lift you up we know that you've been lifted up for the forgiveness of sins we know it was prophesied thank you for being lifted up thank you for obeying the father to the lifting up and you've come and you've lifted up mankind by your death on the cross. Yeah. Hallelujah. And whosoever believeth in Him. That's right. Whosoever. whosoever. The whosoever. <laughs> should not perish. Yeah. But have eternal life. As I get older, my body starts talking back to me. Anybody know what oh, yeah. you mean? It does. Life. Amen, Your body starts talking back, yeah, and the spirit's saying go, and the body says no. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Yep. But that's the command go into all the world and make disciples of all men, baptizing them. Yeah. So the go's got to overcome the no, yeah. oh, how- and so hallelujah. I don't know where that came from, but the go has got it to overtake the no. Yes, it
1: does. Come on.
0: Yep. We don't want to perish, so we trust in Him. How many of you know if you use your muscles, you keep them strong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't neglect yeah. the, the faculties that God has given us because we have a perishing date too. Yeah. We have a self-life, but it said. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting Everlasting life. life. Hallelujah. Though my body perishes, the day's coming. We need to rejoice in the day that's coming. Oh, glorious day when he washed all my sins away. How many of you remember the day that Jesus came into your life and saved your soul and immediately turned you from darkness into light? Hallelujah! I've got everlasting life waiting on me. Yes, we do. Why? Because God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. Our trust and our faith is in no other man but the Lord Jesus Christ. We might be saved. Next verse. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. He that believes on Him is not condemned. The day you gave your heart to the Lord and accepted Him as your Savior, you went from condemnation I don't know what the other word would be. All your condemnation is gone. Because there's now, therefore, no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus are called to His purpose. So you're not condemned anymore. Right. We get up every day knowing we're not condemned. And you say, well, how about the sins that we sometimes... Well, remember what the Word says. We have an advocate with the Father, and He's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So when you wake up in the morning, if you had a bad day yesterday, and the devil's preaching condemnation to you, you just say, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that what I've committed to Him, He will keep until that day. What day? The day I go home to be with Him. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse twelve. You have to excuse me, I'm a little wobbly up here today, having some balance issues right now, but I'll be all right. Paul's speaking to Timothy, the young man, young preacher, and he said, "I thank Christ Jesus our Lord." who has enabled me. That's right. How many of you know today that you've been enabled by the Spirit of God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us in our past, before we came to the Lord, we couldn't get out of anybody's way. We couldn't even get out of our own way. Hallelujah. We weren't enabled to do anything in the flesh. But when the Spirit of God came into our life, think about who you are, where you came from, and where you are now. That's all because He has enabled you. He enabled Paul for that he counted me faithful. Hallelujah. Putting me into the ministry. Keep going. Hallelujah. Putting us in. Who was before a blasphemer. We're condemned if we don't acknowledge him as Savior. Before Lonnie was a blasphemer. And a persecutor. And injurious. But I obtain mercy. We've obtained mercy today. I've obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Keep going. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in christ jesus that it through him the world might be saved because he is exceedingly rich in grace and mercy and it's the same for everybody all the disciples we all draw on the same thing keep going exceeding that this is a faithful saying and worthy to be believed confess accepted that christ jesus came into the world why to save sinners. And Paul said, of whom I am the chiefest. Paul considered himself the the worst of the worst because he persecuted the church before he... You talk about the enlightenment of God and the Holy Spirit. He was a persecutor of the church. He was injurious to Christians. He was on his way to persecute some and arrest them and have them put to death. But boy, when the light of the gospel knocked him off of that pony he was on hallelujah yeah. yep. he didn't know what was happening he just went with it and sometimes when the spirit of the Lord is moving you might not understand what's going on but you just go with it and see where he's going to take you in the long run Amen. hallelujah God. for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering I think the Lord's been long suffering with a whole bunch of us and he used Paul as a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him in the life of Paul was a pattern, we're a pattern. Yes, we are. How many of you remember back in the uh, old testament when your uh, when your family or your aunt or your grandmother made your clothes out of a pattern on a zone? Anybody remember that? Yeah. I'm surprised more of you, when Darlene was growing up, her aunt made all of her clothes out of a pattern. She had drawers full of them. And all you had to do was follow the pattern when you marked your, your cloth or whatever else, and they would stick to that. Well, we're a pattern. We're a pattern for our kids, we're a pattern for our grandkids. Why? Because we believe that all good things come from Him. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father with whom there's no shadow of turning nor variableness. A pattern speaks of something that you can stick to and it'll come out in the finished product. Oh, I like that pattern of that skirt. So you trace the pattern. God has made us patterns. Hallelujah. He's given us a pattern for our life. Now, if you would go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. I'm going to read one verse that agrees with what we've been saying up to this point. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. (laughs) Amen. I'm sure glad somebody was looking out for me. I'm sure glad somebody stepped up and said, I'll take the sin of the world on me. I'll sacrifice my body. I'll sacrifice everything. He left his throne in heaven and, and came down to take care of us. He did. Now, go to Luke chapter 19. Uh, I got to find it here. Mm-hmm. No. Verse 10. Hallelujah. don't you love it when God repeats himself yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why did the son of man come for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost yes. Hallelujah. amen how many of you remember the story of Zacchaeus yeah He was a blind man, like most of us, before we come to a knowledge of the Lord. He was a tax collector, and he was hated by the people. They hated a turncoat, and he worked for the Romans. But he got wind one day that Jesus was coming through town. And although he wasn't a believer, he wanted to see what, what all the uproar was about. I get to thinking about times that... That the Lord would walk through certain towns and people, some people would recognize him, but other people just, it was just another day in their life. And he passed through their town, through their village, and they ignored him. Yeah. But if we seek the Lord with all of our heart, no matter what condition we're in, he will notice us. And so Zacchaeus wanted to see what all the, uh, the hubbub was about. So it said, he being a man of short stature, in other words, he's a pretty small guy. He wanted to see him so bad that he climbed up in a tree. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord loves faith that stretched out a little bit. He was determined to see him. And guess what? He caught the eye of the Savior who was walking through town. He caught his eye. And as we pray, as as we have church from week to week and different people come and go and things, if there's anything that the church needs to accomplish, it's to point people toward Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because he's looking for those that will come into his kingdom. So Zacchaeus says, okay, I'm up. And Jesus looked at him and he said, Come on down, Zacchaeus, because today, today salvation has come to your house. Lord. Yep. every time we get together when we have this thing in, in april the activate we want to point people to the fact that jesus yep. was taking notice of what we do down here right. yes, he does. i mean all those people you know the lord had a great sensitivity remember when all the, the woman with the issue of blood crawled through the crowd and he said yeah somebody touched me somebody touch me and Peter said well Lord there's people all around you how do you know well all these people he said no somebody touch me and that woman touched him because she said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I will be healed and we believe on those things today if we can touch the hem of his garment as he's coming through we'll be healed Zacchaeus wanted to get his attention too so he said come down Zacchaeus because today I've come to bring salvation well the religious people you know what they did there he goes he's going off again with sinners and people that don't know the law they don't know this on Jesus said he's the son of Abraham just like everybody else Amen. and so they went a couple of things about him number one he was short in stature and a lot of people in churches and things in their daily life, especially in the age we live in, they've been told bad things about themselves. That the enemy will keep you wrapped up in guilt. And so your stature shrinks. So you, you don't believe that you're worthy. I'm going to tell you today, it doesn't matter what stature you are, or your position in the church, or your position in the kingdom, what matters is... He takes note of who you are. I believe that all of our prayers, every prayer that we raise up, he hears. He was short in stature. He was a tax collector. And he wanted to observe the Lord from a distance. A lot of people think, well, I'm short in stature. I I just observe things from a distance. I don't get involved. Well, Jesus can see you from a distance also. And he'll call you down out of that tree you're in right now. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Anybody been called down from a tree? <laughs> they call you down from that tree that you're hiding in. And he said, this day salvation has come to your house. When we prayed for the brother back there, Greg is his name. I believe that what we prayed is gonna take effect. Amen. And I believe that at certain times in our life, This day, salvation will come in the things that we seek the Lord for. Hallelujah. I need healing all the time. Today I need healing. I almost didn't preach today because I'm so wobbly. But you know what? The Lord is my strength and my salvation. And I have a calling on my life to preach the gospel. And that's what I'll do until I can't do it anymore. But then guess what? When I can't do it anymore, God will raise up somebody else from that pattern. Yep. from that forgiveness. Yep. Jeremy speaks on Wednesday night and he does yep. a wonderful job teaching yeah. the Word. Yeah. And he's trying to keep his kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Pass on the pattern. That's what right. works? Lord, I praise you. I thank you. Lynn said something the other uh, prayer meeting the other night. She said, I try to start each day with thankfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And thank him for the things that I have. Yep. Well, I've got a lot of things, but the one thing that I do have is that I have the Savior and He lives in me. He abides in me. In Him I li- He lives. And I live and has He being. Excuse me. Jeremy. <laughs> I, uh, for some of you, this is the day. This is the day. He went from town to town. And some people got him. Some people missed him. Yeah. Some people only looked at him for what he could do right then yeah. in the present. They wanted an earthly kingdom. Yeah. Our kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is eternal. Yes, it
1: is.
0: And his kingdom has an invite for everybody today. This is your day. Yeah. Zacchaeus didn't know what was happening, but he went with it. Can you imagine the religious when they saw him going to his house to eat that was a bad thing to eat with sinners back then he was in the company of prostitutes and drunkards but he said I came to seek and save that which is lost the whole don't need a physician he said I'm here now to seek and to save that which is lost but then the the religious people say well look at him eating with those unworthy people well we're all unworthy until we come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ we're all unworthy what makes us worthy the grace of God the peace of God which passes all understanding hallelujah one saying I like that I've heard is he came when I was a great sinner but he's a greater savior I'm a great sinner he's a great savior and we apply that to our lives the thing that holds up most Christians is guilt and unworthiness but he empowers us he enables us to be sons and daughters of God, if we believe in his name. So we have a royal priesthood. I shared last week how when they embalmed or whatever they did with the bodies, when they anointed his body, they put him in the grave. But they used 100 pounds of spices. 100 pounds of spices. The women had brought, the, I don't know, 100 pounds is a lot for them to be carrying, but they took it. To, and they prepared the body with Joseph and uh, Nicodemus with them. They, prepared, they used 100 pounds of spices, wow. something that smelled good. But you know what it denoted in those times? They would anoint everybody and wrap it. Yeah. But the 100 pounds was reserved for royalty. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yep. The 100 pounds was only for royal people. Woo! Me and Darlene got on purple today. I don't know how we matched up like that. Good. Good. Good but I feel royal today. I'm a little shaky in my body, but I am royalty because he's allowed me to preach the gospel. He's allowed me to be in the presence of other people that believe the gospel, that won't be moved off the gospel. And one day the king is gonna take his rightful place. He's gonna come down on the Mount of Olives and he's gonna say, here I am. Just like I promised, here I am. and that eastern wall that they boarded up and bricked up, they think by putting graveyards and things in front of it, they're gonna keep him out. There ain't nothing gonna keep him out. That same power that raised him from the dead is gonna descend and they're gonna send with a shout and that graveyard's gonna split wide open because the eastern gate is right behind it. Try to keep him out with a stone. They already tried that once and it didn't happen. Praise God. Praise God. True. for God so loved the world yes, he that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life Hallelujah. Lord we believe today that everything in your word is true that it's our pattern. We thank you for that. Could I have a couple men come and pray with me right now? Jeremy, where'd you go? Take over right now, would you? I'm gonna go back in here and pray. I'm just really losing. Praise God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Father. Brother Rick, where you at? You play some keys for me, man. You know I uh I went to North Carolina this weekend, Where? to Durham, and we went to go look at some colleges. And society would have us believe that, you know, there is no hope. you know there's a sometimes I sense that there's a fear in people and I don't I'm just not afraid and that doesn't mean I'm not I'm better than people that are but I am just not afraid amen My my belief in life after death is so strong yeah. Yeah. that I am just not afraid. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The whole point of the resurrection was to cure man's fear of death. The only yeah. power yeah. that Satan has on the human race is sin and death, and Jesus has conquered both of them. He's conquered both of them. Yes, amen. He's alive, man. Yes, he is. Jesus is alive. He's alive. And the more you believe he's alive, the more you become less afraid. Because yep. oh, yep. the fear is a snare. Yes, it is. Not a snare like Dwayne was playing on so great today, but the snare is an old word for a trap. Yep. It's a trap. It's a trap. Now there's a lot of stuff out there that's trying to make people afraid because it's only got one mission. To trap people. It's a trap. And what the trap says is you need this. The trap says this is more important. trap says I'm better than God the world is trying to get people to believe just like they did in Genesis chapter 6 if we can all just come together and build us a tower build us a great city build us a community that will reach the heavens then we will solve all of our problems but god has said from the beginning what man needs is he needs to take account that the heart of man is desperately wicked who could know it you see, there's an old doctrine that the Wesleys used to preach. And we're in a land, in an area here. The Methodist movement was so rich through this area. Amen. Throw, so rich down through Kentucky. You know, so rich where the circuit riders would come through. And they preached a message, a doctrine, that's quite rare today. Called the depravity of man. The depravity of man. And the doctrine of the depravity of man is basically simply this. Within man dwelleth no good thing. In man dwells no good thing. Now there was a famous song. You got to reach down for the hero inside of you. And I tell you, there's no hero inside of me. The only hero that came in me was Jesus Christ. And the cure for the depravity of man is to have the holiness of God, the spirit of the holy God to come and dwell inside of man. And that's what changes things. And if you're here today The Bible simply says this. How do you get the Spirit of God inside your heart? John Wesley came from Oxford all the way to America and spent years in the ministry teaching and preaching and helping Native Americans. And he realized... He said, I have come to call the converted, but who shall convert me? And he read a little pamphlet called The Life of God Inside of Man. And he realized that the hope of man's depravity was the very life of God to come and dwell inside of him. And he was born again. He was born again. Yeah. I remember the day I was born again. Do you remember the day you were born again? Yes. If you cannot take, go to the very moment where you knew that the life of God came into your heart All you gotta do is believe. Yep. Yep. Catherine Coleman used to say, just believe. Yep. Just believe. Just believe. All right. just believe. Just yep. believe. Yep. All you gotta do is just believe. Amen. The Bible's very clear. If you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart yeah. you shall be saved right. Amen. if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart Amen. you shall be saved right. what do I confess brother Jeremy what shall I believe I'm going to read a verse that should be marked in every Christian's Bible. If you shall confess with your mouth, verse 9, Romans 10, 9, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. So the first part of being born again is you have to say, Lord, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. Lord, I confess the Lord Jesus. You are the master. You're the Lord. And he says, if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. It's not enough to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Many people believe that. You got to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. How can somebody be your Lord if they're still dead? <laughs> That's right. They can't be your Lord if they're in the grave. Right. President Truman has no authority over our country anymore. He's dead. Yep. Yep. Many religious figures are dead. Mohammed, he's dead. Hyra Krishna, he's dead. Joseph Smith, dead. Buddha, dead. he's dead. Confucius, Dead. dead. Jesus Christ, the man from Nazareth, is alive. Yes, and there's only one name right. given among men by which we must be saved, the man, Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you, so, if you're here today, and you've never confessed the Lord Jesus Christ if you're here today and you've never said Jesus I make you Lord because I believe in my heart that you are alive all you have to do is talk to him because we serve a God that has ears we serve a God that has a mouth that speaks. We serve a God that has hands and arms that are not short, that they cannot reach down and pull you out of wherever you're at today. There's no pit too deep for God that He can't pull somebody out of. If the power of God can raise a man from the dead, it can raise you from where you're at today. Amen. So I want the whole church to stand to their feet right now. Everybody in this building wants you to lift up your right hand to heaven. Those of you that have been in the military, you know when you lift up your right hand, it means something. Because the right hand is a hand of covenant that's why we shake with the right hand the right hand when you lift up your right hand it's saying I mean business let's all say this together nice and loud if you mean it Lord Jesus Jesus. I I believe that you were raised from the dead And I confess with my mouth mouth. that You are Lord. Lord. Thank You you. for taking away my sin sin. and giving me new life life. by the power power of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. This day, Lord, I dedicate Myself, to you, afresh. Take away all the past. Today is a new day. From today, I live for you and not for myself. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with power. That I may be your witness, that I may may have boldness boldness, to live for you you. and die for you you. until I see you again again. when you come in your glory. In In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now turn to your neighbor and ask him, is Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus your Lord? He's, your Lord. He's my Lord. And I know He's Lord. He's my Lord. Praise God. Amen. Wow. All right. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: You know what? The Lord just gave us a little lesson here. The gospel works no matter who preaches. That's right.